Welcome to the King Culture Podcast, where we are equipping men to become selfless leaders. I'm Yvette Broughton. My name is Dominic Perbiance. And we are your hosts. Welcome to the very first episode of the King Culture Podcast, um, where our mission is to equip men to become selfless leaders. My name is Yvette Broughton. My name is Dominic Perbiance. And we are your hosts. So, Dominic, welcome. How you feeling? This is our first episode ever, so. Feeling good. I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's definitely been a long time coming. So why don't we just start out by explaining to the people what is King Culture? Well, King Culture is a nonprofit organization. As you mentioned, our mission is to equip men to be selfless leaders. And um, the primary way we, we do that is we provide content whether that's through classes or books or materials that, that help uh, equip men to, to, to be better leaders and also to understand what it means to be specifically selfless leaders. And the other thing that we do is we focus on building community. And so part of our mission is to create a community where men can come together and challenge each other and support each other in the journey towards being being selfless leaders. We kind of started this journey. We've been on this journey for quite a while. It feels like I know for you it's been, it feels probably like a lifetime. Yes, yes. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about um, just how King Culture uh, came about for you or this interest and this need for this conversation around selfless leadership. Yeah, so this is a... Uh, a very personal journey for me, just as a young man. Um, I think every every man has kind of the story of, you know, did you grow up in a household with a father or not a father, and then you kind of get out on your own and you're struggling to try to figure out, you know, what kind of standards you're gonna live by, what does it mean to be a man? And so just like every other guy, you know, I had similar struggles. Um, as a young man, I always felt a sense of insecurity and inadequacy. and. Um, you know, I did grow up in a household of father and my, my father, my parents are still married and I did have that example going for me. But one thing that I found is when you step out on your own and you have to figure out life by yourself, there's so much that you, that, you know, you feel ill-equipped for. Yeah. And so this journey for me was really wrestling with trying to identify what does it mean to be a man being able to see myself as adequate, to be able to see, you know, the dignity that I had as a man. And in this quest, I really, I, I, a few years ago, I remember just really thinking about, okay, how do I define manhood? What is manhood for me? And I, and I came to the conclusion just kind of, you know, I'm a person of faith and study scripture and look at, you know, men that I admire through history. Mm -hmm. And there was three main things that stood out uh, about men that I that I wanted to model and the three things were um, they were they were kings which I define as a selfless leader and they lived by a code and they fought for a cause mm -hmm. and out of that that birthed this kind of definition of what a manhood a man was and defined for me what the journey of manhood was like it was about discovering that you're a king a selfless leader that's sort of your identity um, living by a code, a standard, and then um, so then that, that focuses on character. And then lastly, it's about understanding your cause or your purpose. 
And so to me, King Cole Cause was the journey of manhood. And it is also how I define manhood. And what I discovered in the process, that helped me a whole lot. Right. But <laughs> got you through it. Yeah, but I wasn't the only one. Yeah. Like as we've been we've been on this journey, like I, I started sharing this with guys in a small group and, you know, mm -hmm. just guys I mentored personally. And what I discovered is you know, whether you had grew up in a household with a father or not, you had good role models, didn't have good role models, all of us are struggling mm -hmm. to try to really figure out what manhood is. And we all feel like we have to start over and figure out things by our, on our own. Mm -hmm. And so this wasn't just something that blessed me. I felt that this was something that was needed yeah. for a, a whole generation of men that needed guidance. Mm -hmm. And we started this organization to try to equip men to not have to figure out what it means to be a man, what it means to be a leader within their business, their household, their community by themselves. Yeah. yeah. How did um, the journey towards the King Culture King start for you? Man, you know, this like takes me back. I think it was as far back as 2012, believe it or not. Um, and I'm a video producer, that's like my background. And I was really interested in um, black boys and sort of what their journey was and what they were going through. I remember at the time, there was a lot of research kind of being published about around black males at the time. And I was just very concerned. It was something that interested me. And I wanted to kind of do like a documentary was sort of the idea. And I had an idea for an organization called Raising Kings. Like, what does that look like? And um, yeah, like, what does that look like? And I was very, you know, I was, raised by a wonderful man. I was, I grew up around a lot of strong men. A lot of my friends were great men. Um, and I was just concerned. I felt like the disconnect, like how do we create a culture where some of these great attributes that I see modeled in the men in my life that I know, how can we share this and really almost like make it more of a family type of a situation. I felt I saw that there was a real lack of brotherhood, I felt like, or sharing of truth with um, across generations. And that was sort of a concern. And then also I, you know, growing up in this time and growing up listening to hip hop and seeing so many images of black men, but also the ways in which I felt like women were depicted, it often felt like there was enmity between like black men and black women yeah. particularly. And because this is what I do for a living, I was just always irritated and grieved at the same time by the images that I saw portrayed and I wanted to be a part of the solution. You can complain yeah. about a thing or you can actually try to be a, an answer to the problems that you see in the world. And so I wanted to create content that would allow black men to see themselves in the light. And I also wanted to create, I think, a space where men could reflect and look within. Um, you know, statement we always say and share is like, you know, I wanted to help men and boys see the royalty within. And I felt like there needed to be space where they could dialogue and space where they could reflect and kind of do the hard work of, of um, modeling and revealing these deeper attributes. So I think we kind of connected. We had a, a friend in common. Yeah. Um, shout out to Antoine Davis. Um, <laughs> we had a, a mutual friend in common who I remember sharing all of this with him. And he said to me, he said, well, there's only one person I know that talks about this more than you do or as much as you do. And that's my friend, Dominic. And he had told me, um, 
I guess that you had taught some of some of the same content that we're now sharing with the world with some stuff that you had shared with Antoine. Yeah. So he introduced us and we connected and I feel like this is sort of like here we are. I remember we um went to a was it Barnes? It was Barnes and Noble. Yeah, yeah. It was Barnes yeah. and Noble. We were and sitting chatting about this. Sitting chatting just like this. Kind of, I had my whole PowerPoint and hey, this is what it is and this is what we need to do. We're going to change the world. And I remember as you were sharing, there were some gentlemen inside of the bookstore who were so just, they were so interested. They were like ear hustling our conversation yeah. that they turned around and joined our table. Yeah. And I was like, man, I think we got something here. Yeah, definitely. And it, 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 identified for me that this was a real need and we had something that a lot of guys needed to hear. Absolutely. And it didn't seem to matter what age. Yeah. You know, it didn't really matter what age. We had done some work in schools with boys and I felt like they needed to be let off the hook because they had so many toxic ideas of what a manhood was. But now I think, um, yeah, we're excited to be sharing King Culture with the world. Yeah. When you look at culture and you look at how we define manhood. The challenge that I think we have is that there is just no real clear definition of what a man is. And for me, a man is defined as a king who lives by code and who fights for a cause. So we talked a little bit about just how we got to this point and how we connected. Um, but I think the real question now is here we are in 2020 and it's been an interesting year yeah. thus far. Uh, why do you feel it's important for King Culture now? Why do we need it now? Well, um, I, 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 I think interestingly enough, what we're sharing is timeless. Like it's not that, um, we, we have something unique in our culture where men need to understand manhood now rather more than, than, they, more did than before, they did before. Right. Yeah. I, I do think what's unique about our culture is, um, you know, we live in sort of a postmodern culture where there is this idea that everyone has their own ideas. Like you're free to have your own truth, you're free to have your own idea of what's right or wrong, what's a man, what isn't a man, and and you would think the you would think that that would create some level of freedom for people. What I found is that it's created a lot of confusion because um, the young men that I deal with, they're not you know they end up wasting a whole lot of time in their lives trying to figure out some sort of direction and guidance and blueprint. And by time they come around to figuring out whatever their truth is, they've made mistakes, they've hurt yeah. people, there's damage that is, is sometimes can't be repaired. And so um, it's, it's imperative, that, that the cry of the heart of most men that I hear is, give me a blueprint, give me a guide yeah. that I can, and I can figure out know what I can take and what I can leave but at least I have a good starting point mm -hmm. and um, we believe you know you know it's taken me I, I think this journey is kind of a lifelong journey but really for the past 20 years mm -hmm. just studying and wrestling and making mistakes and so I feel what I've learned is I don't think what we're introducing is necessarily anything new 
it's packaged in a way that I think is is um, accessible accessible to, yeah. to guys today. Um, but it, you know, if I had to say one reason why now, it's because this is the cry of the heart of men. They may not be able to say it directly or openly, but yeah. this is something that men are asking for. And I think you know. I always felt that this was something that, you know, I've, I've dealt with men of a variety of different ethnicities and cultures, and it, even men that grew up in great situations still need guidance, as I mentioned before, but yeah. there's an acute issue that I think we sort of acknowledge at King, King Culture for African American men, or men, men of color in general, yeah. and not just in America, but just globally, globally. you know, we have um, some really acute challenges that are based in history and, and other things that um, really makes this a more urgent need than ever. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think you're right. Like, it's not something that's new. I remember a really good friend of mine um, would hold for his sons. He had, like, teenage, you know, they were, like, tweens, 12, 13, and he would host these coming-of-age ceremonies. And that was, like, the first time I had yeah. ever heard anybody, honestly, like, yeah. from our community doing something like that, right, like in other cultures. Um, there are these moments in these ceremonies of celebration of like, okay, now you're a man and like, yeah. what does that mean? And I thought, wow, what a powerful practice, yeah. right? And again, what does it look like to create a, something that's sort of culturally significant, but shared, yeah. you know? And I think that's the, that was sort of a space where it felt like it was missing. You know that there are this question that men have or this need for a guide or this need for, and so that I don't have to sift through all of the crap and all of the yeah. things, like just give me an anchor, give me something that I can like stick to. Um, and I think that's a, you're right. I think it's, it's not only is it important now, but it will be important later. It will yeah. be important generations from yeah. now. And I think if we're able to, uh, this is generational work. Yeah. And if we're able to, um, introduce this to men now at whatever phase they're at. One day they will become fathers and uncles and be able to hopefully, um, these will be enduring principles. And yeah. I think that's something that in the principles are important. Yeah, and I, I will say that one thing that, um, to touch on a little bit of what you said, um, we don't have sort of a rite of passage type culture where more traditional and tribal cultures, there was this, you know, there was this event when you became a man and the certain things you had to uh, accomplish, you had to achieve. Do show and prove. Yeah, and say, yeah, and, yeah, and we don't have that. So we kind of flounder around trying to figure out, okay. Is when you get your first girl, like, yeah, like is when it? is yeah. it? When, <laughs> when does manhood it? begin? We right. don't really know. I, when I have, anytime I have a group of guys um, and we go through this content together, that's always the first question I ask, like, when did you become a man? And it's a, it's a, I had a, a small group leader ask that to, to, uh, to a group I was a part of several years ago. And a surprise, it was surprising to me that no one had the same answer. Mm. It, some people had wildly different answers. I had, one guy was in his 40s and was like, man, I'm not a man yet. I'm wow, like, well, we need to, <laughs> I'm glad you're here. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think what we're doing is, is really filling a void that is created because of, of the, the uh, lack of provision in our culture for some kind of uh, guide for men, mm -hmm. some kind of rites of passage that doesn't exist, something that really defines what it means to, to be a man. 
and um, you'd be surprised there's just so many guys out there that, um, that desire it and are looking for it. Yeah. What I would love to leave behind is a code for my family to follow, for even the future generation of people who aspire to do anything that I've done or, or respect anything that I've done, but a set of principles of how to do life in the world around like health, wealth, and self, and um, a sense of like how do I exist in the world as a black man, as a, as a person of color in society, um, how do I make sense of it all? So this code, I think about it as a code, as an algorithm for my children to follow. So Dominic, why should people tune in to this podcast? What can they expect? Yeah, so I think uh, in addition to the podcast and you know, um, blog posts and books and articles and things that will be coming out, um, everything that we do is designed to equip men to be selfless leaders. And we'll, we'll get into more about what we, what we mean by that in, in, other, in, other, uh, in other podcasts. But this is designed for men that either are, as we mentioned before, looking for guidance, or men who are um, in, the, in, the, in transitions in their lives, um, moving into their careers or starting their families or you know, just getting out of school or about to go into school. Coming of age in a, yeah. in a very unique way. Right, almost. right. Yeah. And, you know, even if you think that, you know, you got it all figured out, I think this is really uh, as much as it is for uh, affirming guys that need it, it is also for confirming um, the wisdom that you already received and helping you give some, some structure around uh, some of the things that you feel you already know and equipping you to be able to share it with the generation that's coming after you. And so I think the information that we're providing, uh, all the content that's available, it's for everyone. It's for every man that desires to be a better leader, to leverage his influence in the sphere of influence that he has to make his world better. And so this is for men on mission, men that are have have a vision for how they want to make their world better, how they want to be better fathers and better leaders and, and better business people, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. creatives, artists. Any man that feels that he has a mission to make his world better, I think this is content that is useful yeah. and helpful for, equip, for equipping you for where you're going. Yeah. And I would even add, too, I think for moms, for women yeah. who also have, you have men in your life, if you're raising a son, um, you know, because we always say, you know, royalty isn't gender specific no. necessarily. And no. I think a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about, um, the attributes and what it means to be selfless and what it means to be a leader um, are things that we all can grow from. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm like strengthened by, from a lot of the content as well. So I think... Um, King Culture is a picture, really, of the of a future that we all hope to embody and embrace and grow up in. So yeah, I think that's that's a good point you mentioned. There are a lot of you know mothers that are raising sons, or you know um, people that have other men in their lives that they want to support and get behind. Also, there are teachers that's and right. like small group leaders that are looking for content to share with their men to help equip them in their journey I think it's is just as useful as a as a teaching tool as a, as a equipping tool for someone else absolutely so we look forward to spending time with you guys I think you can give them like a little teaser we're going to be over the next couple of episodes we've got an ebook that's coming out called King Culture where we will be kind of laying out 
these six amazing attributes of what we believe uh, are six attributes of a selfless leader. You want to go ahead and kind of share just briefly what those are in the next minute or so, and then we'll, we'll sign off. Right. So um, a selfless leader is a man that is able to lead by giving himself for the benefit of others. And there are six key attributes that we're, we're going to be laying out over the next couple episodes of this podcast. So number one is inherent dignity. Number two is having a sense of personal agency. Uh, number three is a sense of responsibility. And number four is a spirit of bravery. Number five is an air of nobility. And number six is a plan for longevity. All right. So we look forward to uh, y'all check in with us for the next episode. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the King Culture Podcast. If you've been challenged or inspired, please rate and review the show, subscribe, and tell someone else about it. If you have thoughts or questions or want to connect with us, email us at info at kingculture.org or message us on IG at King Culture Inc. Until next time.